2: Hey guys, you ever wonder what Phil and I wear while we podcast? You can find out if you join our Patreon. We'll also be talking about the films of 1989, but that's definitely less important than seeing our Zoom backgrounds, our headphone choices, and our sweatshirts. It's true.
3: It's true. You'll get to see all the various pieces of artwork that I have framed on my office wall, and you can see Kenny's garden, sort of. So that's something. That's exciting. It's a hanging garden. It's a hanging garden. Uh, But perhaps more important than anything, uh, we are doing this Patreon to cover the best films of 1989. Uh, Batman, when Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade... Ghostbusters 2 with amazing guests like Tom Meissen, Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Brian Cogman, Chuck Hayward you can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989 and for $5 you'll get access to all the audio of these fantastic episodes for a few bucks more you'll get video as well of our 99 and 89 episodes and perhaps most importantly you'll be supporting us uh, so we can just keep making podcast content for you guys
2: hello and welcome to podcasts like it's 1999 <laughs> the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from a blood-red pool here in 2021 i'm one of your hosts kenny nybart and i'm phyllis Gove. and with us today is becky feldman and becky i didn't ask you before what's the name of your podcast again
4: oh it's called too stupid to
2: live too stupid to live yes. how <laughs> can i forget that um kenny can this... i also
3: suggest that you go on this podcast
2: please Oh yeah please right, becky i i love talking films with you uh and i would love talking paperback novels with you if you could find something that's more pamphlet sized i would love to join you
3: <laughs> I'll just, can I just? well first of all kenny just for what it's worth the book that i read was two pages
2: that's the, a lot. the cowboy
3: dragon. It, I mean, it, it, believe me when I tell you,
2: you, you it can flies read it in a day. <laughs> yeah. Big it's, big font, double space.
3: Big font, double space. The sex scenes are 20 pages long. All right. So just so <laughs>
2: just 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 because it's the most interesting podcast on the internet, Becky, why don't you just run us through exactly what you do Please. on Too Stupid to Live?
4: Okay. So I review with a lovely guest. Um or books, Phil. Or, or like. Me.
3: The- <laughs> I, I'm sometimes on
5: <laughs> and
4: soon to be kenny um um uh romance novels that are five dollars and under um oh. and we just uh yeah and i was that, gonna say like they're so really funny. quick to read there's no big words in them you know what i mean <laughs> there's no like Thank words you. that you're like what's this does, a reference to like that scares oh,
5: me Agamemnon
4: reference that's not in there, not in there. <laughs> i
3: will be f- i will be completely honest with you kenny that when becky reached out and was like will you come on the podcast you know and i was like oh god i gotta i gotta read a book and i gotta read a book quickly sure. and and you know, we've got our podcast and we've got our work and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, a book. And then when I started reading the book, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be done this in 48 hours. <laughs> like, this is not, this was like, okay. And I mean that and, with all due respect, but like, yeah. just don't don't think, I had the same feelings that you did, Kenny. That's all I'm
2: saying. And the about. other question I have is, are these mm-hmm. generally ebooks are these things that you buy on amazon are these kindle singles are these
4: yes they're usually kindle stuff sometimes i'll find a used book at a store you know but usually it's amazon you know amazon because it's cheap sure, sure. Or i can buy or I'll, maybe someone will email me a book and be like can you review this you got it for free and okay. i'll be like great
3: all right yeah. i it, love It was, uh, it was an absolute joy um, i had so
4: much fun
5: so much I had fun. a
3: blast. Um, any you know anyone that, that is looking for um, you know ninety minutes of talking about you know shape shifting dragons fucking this
2: is really the, <laughs> the podcast good. for you. Yeah, I um, like yeah. good podcasts about bad pieces of art. So but, what yeah. did we think about the Rage Harry <laughs> Two? Uh, <laughs> did you see this Damn. in ninety nine
3: or around ninety nine, Becky?
4: I um no I saw it a, like maybe in like 2003 so Sorry. like that's practically 1999. But
3: what made you want to watch it?
4: Oh, gosh, guys, it was on, it was on, <laughs> it was um, on TV. It was on TV. Yeah. I um okay. So as I told you before, we we started recording. I chose this, and I was like, I have a lot of explaining to do. I, it, okay. So Jeremy London, mm-hmm. who was a heartthrob. And I kind of mm-hmm. had it hard for him when sure. I was in nineteen. Jason confused. Jason confused, or no, that's Jason. Mm, that's Jason. Jason. That's the one of, Sorry, that's
2: now, one of this movie. That's now this though. movie
4: is right. Jason London, his twin brother. Right. And I was like, nice twin brother, <laughs> practically sure. the same, same face.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Which
4: is hard, I but l- I apologize to twins everywhere.
2: Yeah, I know you guys I are like, different. Mm. But- I like. I like. The people, the random people who have the twins who didn't come up as twins, but they both kind of became famous, like the Ashmores.
0: Yeah, you know, right, right, right. right. Like yep. the
2: Ashmore's both kind of made it, or these guys, the Londons. Or I don't know if you're familiar with Jose Canseco and his twin brother Ozzy. Um, <laughs> wait, do you know, Ozzy, you know Jose, you know Jose Canseco, right? I do know him. Sure, Jose Canseco was a slugger for the A's. He was a great steroid user. Um, <laughs> One of the he's best. Now, he, he he was the guy who literally name. he literally wrote the book on steroids and and <laughs> and uh, and and more more or less like broke baseball for good, but he's a crazy man. He has a identical twin brother named Ozzie Kinseiko. Now, Kose Kinseiko was one of the best players in baseball for a while. Ozzie Kinseiko was one of the worst players of all time, but they're twins. It's just the difference between if you take copious amounts of steroids and sure. you just take the normal amount of steroids. Mm-hmm. So, do you also feel a little bit mm-hmm. like the names
3: also dictated the level of of potential. <laughs> yes. <laughs> definitely.
4: It's like Ozzy is on the most steroids known to man. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Ozzy's <laughs> just not going to be as good I as know, Jose saying really so anything.
4: anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Sorry. so let's
2: do this with the London Bros. Which yes, who has the better name, Jason London or Jeremy London?
4: Okay. Okay. Jason London if you're li- Jeremy London was the first you know what i mean like he was the guy and then it was like oh jason london but jeremy london does that right. make sense you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like yeah you Here's know the so, first
3: to get to your heart you
4: exactly know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like jason's great like i feel like if we if i i would still find him attractive and sometimes we'll confuse him for jeremy should i be married to jeremy london and be visiting their family
2: sure sure do you think too? you could tell them apart if we play Jason or Jeremy with, uh, with screenshots so I did a little screen share, you think you could do it?
4: Fuck. Um, I'm
3: looking up Jeremy right I'm... now just because I need to know which was in what, because I'm a little I, bit honestly, confused as to what's in what.
4: I feel like Jason London's face might be a little longer, but I could be wrong because it's been Asian. Like the last time old I saw long
2: them, face. In- yeah, well, that's what they call them. Old long <laughs> old long face. Can I just,
3: yeah. Can, can I, I have to be completely honest here. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's credits... Are pretty lackluster in comparison. So, they're I agree with you. So they're worse.
4: Jason's, but Jeremy no, Jason's was got some. He's in fucking Daisy Confused. He's
5: yeah, but of, like, like the leads.
4: Look at him.
3: And I'll, I'll also say
2: he's in um, the rage carry, <laughs> so, <laughs> he like, rage carry too. Which actually is not that <laughs> bad, guys.
3: <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm now looking up Jason. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Jason has credits you know what i mean like things that actually i i've heard of i mean and daisy confused is one of my favorite movies but he's also done like a bunch of stuff that's kind of like whatever but yeah. Yeah, i mean i don't know it's hard for me to
2: write for either of these careers quite frankly either of these I londons mean, yes there's also one other major thing with these londons Ooh, uh jeremy had some issues jeremy jeremy had was on to rehab and had some issues right. jason i believe jason did not have issues
4: yeah, Jason's a right. stable one. I he's, always go for the so bad guys. Guys, <laughs> he's like Jeremy's- he's like
2: the property brother guy that sells the properties, mm-hmm. and Jason's more of the wild card. He like builds the properties, you know. He, yes, oh, no, no, like Jeremy. Jewel, Jeremy right? builds. Jeremy builds. Jason sells.
4: <laughs> I need to I think about know. this for a second.
2: <laughs> Which one's married to uh,
3: to Zoe? de Chanel. Really?
4: I could I could not tell you.
3: <laughs> not one of the London, one of the property brothers. Property brothers. Oh, the, the guy who sells, I think. Okay, okay, yeah. so yeah, so okay, so apparently Jeremy was on celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew,
5: mm-hmm.
3: um, which I've never seen, but he was in the fourth season of that show. Yes. Um, so he, did not watch he, he it, did not watch that. Um, okay, so you saw this film early 2000s, mm-hmm. Jason London was in it, and you yes. thought to yourself. Looks kind of like Jeremy London. This so is the in.
4: best movie ever. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> where my brain went. I was like, this is the best movie ever. Did
3: you see it in theaters? Or honestly, it was no, no, on, on, on TV? On TV. Oh, okay.
2: Saw
4: it on TV. But here's the thing. Then yeah. I watched it again, maybe two years later.
2: Okay, she She's with The Builder. I was wrong, which makes okay. sense. <laughs> good to know.
4: You know what? I appreciate that. That's a good couple. Okay. Is what it was I saying?
3: better than Ben Gibbard? They felt a little oh, more yeah. on the same. Like, that
4: was like, they was on, were very key, on, like, brand. Though. on it, brand. Yeah. Yeah. It was like anyway. too much. Uh, what was they saying? Oh, okay. You,
3: so, yeah, you saw it recently, like two years ago or something like
4: that. Oh, no. I had watched it like two years later because I was in college at the time. And at the time, I was like kind of really into like really ridiculous like gore stuff. Sure, so, the sure. um, massacre at the, end, the end made me laugh <laughs> so hard. Yeah. And I will Good say, deaths. when I. It, it's great. There are some great yeah. kills in it.
3: Great kills. Great kills.
4: Um, And then when I watched it on Friday, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> That's what Uh-oh. I thought. <laughs> I, cannot believe, I can't believe the tape. Like, like, okay, I'll be honest with you guys. This, I'm not like on podcasts all the time. But when sure. whenever I'm on a movie podcast, people are like, oh, pick a movie. And I pick a movie. And it's never good. It's always it was. It's Supergirl. I picked Supergirl one time. Ooh, that's
2: like that's a movie I've the, seen more than once. Unfortunately, yeah. it's. Very I realized
4: bad. it's very bad. And then this other movie called Switchblade Sisters, which I was obsessed with. Oh wait, crazy. I know
2: I that, that movie.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I I uh I have to admit. I think Helen Slater in that movie is the hottest human who's she's ever lived. She's so beautiful in that she's movie.
4: She's a beautiful woman. She still it's is. Wild. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: wild. Yeah. Um, it's wild. She's my Jason London. Right. She's my Jason So, But, but I think we're, we have to ask one other question, Becky, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. what was your relationship with Carrie Proper before yeah. this?
4: Now, I had... Okay, so I had seen Carrie Through the Rage before Carrie Proper. But then... Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Carrie Through the Rage... Carrie Proper, Carrie to the Rage. So it was like a sandwich.
2: Yeah. Oh. Well,
5: yeah. Carrie Proper.
4: Now, here's the thing. After I watched it on Friday, I did need to watch Carrie Proper again to kind of wash the taste out mm-hmm. of my mouth.
3: Same, same here. Yeah.
4: Um, Because I do feel like... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Carrie to the Rage <laughs> is kind of like the Phantom Menace to Star Wars. <laughs> wherein it's kind of an insult to to the good to the first ones you know what i mean
2: oh i hear you on that <laughs> uh the the one i was thinking was mm-hmm. it's like h2o the oh. halloween, <laughs> halloween yeah okay yeah yeah you know I where they take yeah. the, they take the surviving character you know clever played by the person who who you play the original character, put her in a, you know, kind of a a guidance counselor-ish. I mean, I think she runs as a radio show. I don't remember. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then has all the shit happen again. But it is an insult to Carrie because, look, I never had seen Carrie before this morning. Okay. And uh, Carrie, you know, is a 99. It's just spoiler alert. Carrie's fucking Fucking great. Unbelievable. So it's almost not even... Applicable to like compare it to Carrie. I want to compare it to the other the the plethora of teen movies and teen horror movies you've seen over over this year ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. better than a lot of them. Like it's better yeah. than like than than I would almost say most of them. I just I don't sure. I I it's better than I, stigmata. I, I, oh, it's mm-hmm. definitely better than stigmata. I, mean, I think it's better than Idle Hands. I think it's better mm-hmm. than Jawbreaker. Yeah. I think it's better than. I think it's better than drive me crazy. I think it's better than a lot of these movies that I kind of liked, which is to say, I kind of like this movie. I kind of like it. Like, I
3: think you're going to turn me around on this. I can fucking feel it. I'm
2: not, but I'm not like, but I I want to be be clear. Like, I kind of like it and I think there's plenty wrong with it.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, but I don't think that it, I don't think that it's the reason I think that Phantom Menace is not such a bad, uh, Comp is because I think the Phantom Menace is okay.
4: I mean, I, listen, I, it's okay. can. I have like, it's fun. Okay. When I watched it. It's just the it's first okay. second that Jar Jar Binks comes on. It's like, oh, it's not okay. This is it. Right. An and then it <laughs> kind of
0: not. kind of washes <laughs> okay. over you.
4: And it's the same with like Carrie too. Like the second you see like the for some reason or another, like there's like black and white college filmmaking MTV uh, style stuff. It's that. like oh, awful. that's terrible nightmare. It's fine.
3: It's fine. Can I, so I just, I think it's worth sort of, I want to unpack like the Carrie thing, right? Stephen mm-hmm. King writes the book in the mid seventies. Um, I actually just read his book on writing, which anyone who's book. a writer, it's tremendous. Even if you're not a writer, it's just a tremendous book. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks in that about, starting Carrie writing sort of those early scenes with the tampons and the the shower the showers and what have you the locker room and throwing it away literally throwing it in the trash and his wife digs it out of the trash reads it and says this is good I'll help you with the teenage girl stuff we're going to get this there the rest is history obviously Stephen King has this illustrious career because of it but he does consider it one of his more slight books like there's not a ton going on in Carrie for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean say that. Carry, you
2: mean Carrie the book. the book?
3: Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't have a ton of mythology. It doesn't have a ton of sort of, you know, there's not a lot of meat there. It's really sort of a teenage a movie about teenagers being fucking assholes. And then a teenager that has telekinesis that can get revenge on them. Like, and that's, that's all fun and good. Um, I bring this up because I do feel like we've got three Carrie movies that have come out of a book that's like, Four. is there a fourth that I don't know There's about?
4: There's one that was made for Lifetime that came oh. out in 2001.
3: I don't know that one. But okay. We had three theatrical releases.
4: <laughs> three, yeah, no, definitely three, three, theatrical,
3: three theatrical releases yeah. of a book that's like just over 250 pages. And the first movie, as we all agree, is a Stone Cold classic. Um, I would argue. Did you guys see the Chloe Moretz remake that they did, did. in 2013? No, but I, I kind of want to watch it now. I I think you should because I actually think. I mean, listen, it's not. It can't hold a candle to the first one, but it gets a lot closer to the vibe of what we're hoping to. You know what I mean? And and Kimberly Pierce directed it. It's like it's a it's it's a well made movie. Um, even if it does feel sort of like a greatest hits. All that being said. Um, and my favorite part of it is that they shot it at my high school, so I got to see my high school burn, oh. which was awesome. Oh, <laughs> I
5: beautiful.
3: highly recommend if you're looking for catharsis, watch <laughs> your high school burn on film. <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, but, but all that being said, um, this movie was not really, a, wasn't originally going to be a Carrie sequel. It was supposed to be a movie that I believe was called, hold on, I have the title here, uh, The Curse. And it was just going to be about Mm. a girl that's cursed with the ability of telekinesis and sort of how she gets revenge on some of these kids. I bring all this up just to say that MGM then kind of shoehorns Carrie into the, and then it's called Carrie 2 Say You're Sorry, which I think (laughs) is an amazing title and a better title than the Rage Carrie 2. Because I don't know why it's the Rage colon Carrie 2 when it should clearly be Carrie 2 colon whatever
2: it is. I don't know. She's not Carrie. (laughs) Carrie. <laughs> yeah. thought, uh, she's, not sure. she's, she, she's not Carrie. <laughs> she's not. She's Rachel. So yeah. anyway, she Well, she, she's, I, I think she's Rachel. I think they're oh, pronouncing interesting. that incorrectly. Yeah. That's interesting. So I think, I think I the think biblical meaning of Rachel is
4: Rachel. <laughs> but
2: so they shoehorn
3: Carrie into this movie. They do a rewrite. They lose the director. Amy Irving signs on, but only with De Palma's blessing, which he mm-hmm. gives her. Because, like, what does he care at this point? Sissy Spacex turns down the opportunity to be in it, but says that they can use the footage because they need her likeness, and mm-hmm. you can't do it without her saying okay. So they let her use the footage, which, if I would argue, hurts this movie. Because all it does is make you go, oh, I yeah, agree with you. the original I agree with you. movie yeah. is so much better
5: than this movie. Yeah, and they, it's
4: like they were showing a different movie. Because, like, yeah. like you said, this was a this was a 90, 99... Horror movie. That now knowing that backstory, it's like all of it makes sense. Because yeah, you really didn't need the Carrie thing. And also, telekinesis is different in this movie than it is in Carrie. Like Mm -hmm. in the first one, it's like, oh, my daughter has like a is possessed by the devil, right? Right. Right. In this one, you have Amy Irving, Sue Snell Snell, saying like, Mm -hmm. "There's a place in." Yeah. Princeton is studying this and you need That's, to get help. And it's like not connecting because it's like well telekinesis doesn't equal rage and the devil.
2: <laughs> That's the other thing, <laughs> the other great comparison to phantom men. Yeah.
4: Yes, yeah yeah yeah. A midichlorian. A
2: <laughs> midichlorian the rage or whatever the, no one calls it the fucking rage, but they mm-hmm. midichlorian it which is just infuriating. Mm-hmm. I mean it's like that was just so. I there's a bit of a there's a bit of an uncanny valley with this movie, in that if they don't connect it to Carrie, yep. it's a Carrie ripoff, and I don't think that's true. I, I I think that would be so like kind of offensive and annoying to people.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So by connecting it to Carrie, you are connecting it to a movie that it cannot come close to. Uh I have decided to ignore that and try to appreciate it on its own merits and its own merits are like it's a pretty bad movie but like but like it's enjoyable i truly enjoyed it i thought the the the, the kills of the end were great, great. i think it was yeah. differentiated enough from the original carry where you didn't feel like they were just retreading the same kind of character mm-hmm. she wasn't getting brought down for the same thing i think they were trying to at least make some kind of point about slut shaming and some kind of point about you know differentiating or the difference of standards between men and women um i think that they did a pretty good job of um having the villains be the kind of villains i want to get murdered which is you know i thought the same thing yeah 17 when
3: when that guy's drowning in the pool at the end i in my head was like good
2: I was like that with the first <laughs> carry too. I'm just I was like I can't wait for you to murder these fucks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this one, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And those guys were real assholes, and they also really read like the worst, you know, fucking Mountain Dew swilling X Games watching 1999 like proto Fast and the Furious bros, and you know Zachary Ty Bryant like always has been that that piece of shit. So I think, uh. <laughs> I think they did a really good job with the casting. Mm-hmm. I, Can I ask Rachel, you a question, Kenny? You do you think? You want,
3: do you think that his friend looked a lot like Johnny Drama?
4: Oh, I thought that's who it was for a second. Think, I looked it up; but it's not him.
2: You think the like the main bad guy? Mark. that's his name?
3: Yeah, he with was the pretty. guy who literally had like Johnny's facial hair. Yeah, but he couldn't grow him. it out. Yeah, yeah.
2: He did I, look I, a little bit like Johnny, story. but he but he was he was kind of a thick boy. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So he was John, Johnny's kind of a John, Johnny's kind of a yes. wiry guy. Correct. Correct. So when he was
3: taller uh, and lankier. This guy's chunky, and yeah, yeah. This oh, guy. I thought it was yeah. just
2: his
4: Jinko jeans because I thought it was like the style at the time. Like <laughs>
2: that, no, that, might be little, that that guy, that guy yeah. had a real like had a real defensive tackle quality to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, oh. yeah, he had he had Johnny Drama vibes, but without any of the vulnerability oh. that you know engenders or charisma yeah well oh, whatever. Yes. I, mean, I, I didn't think he was totally lacking charisma i mean he had to say like horrible lines like we were friends since we were dumping our drawers Ugh. so like you know yeah. that's not his fault <laughs> and, I mean, was, the, oh, and, and his face he, isn't his fault so, his you know,
4: yeah, give the kid a break. His facial hair, though. <laughs> this is
2: his fault. The thing I got going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a quick
3: synopsis for the people that have not watched The Rage Carry 2, mm-hmm. um, which I imagine is a fair amount of our listeners. Uh, when her closest friend commits suicide after being manipulated by the popular crowd, quiet and bookish Rachel Lang, decides to get back at the guilty parties. Although Rachel falls for sensitive football player Jesse Ryan, she remains determined to punish the callous for his callous friends. When Rachel discovers she has superhuman abilities, it ups the stakes for her revenge. Excuse me. Uh, echoing a supernatural incident that occurred decades before. The Rage Carry 2 opened on March 12, 1999 in third place behind analyze this and cruel intentions it would go on to make 17 million dollars on a 21 million dollar budget this movie costing 21 million dollars is shocking to me this movie I looks to be a five mm-hmm.
2: to god this is a movie i didn't know existed
3: before we did this podcast <laughs> kenny texted I mean, me at one point he's like so i guess we're doing the rage carry too like it
2: literally just didn't even know that it was happening. i i it was you know what it more than most it was yeah. uh it's a cuspy one for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're gonna do them all, <laughs> yeah. but we weren't necessarily gonna do them all with such an illustrious guest. It's true, and <laughs> yeah. g- and give it like our full attention. Um, we may have just like you, done me and you, me and you and in like, twenty minutes. Is, yeah, yeah, this
4: this isn't you shouldn't have. <laughs> and no, like, this is this on.
2: I, I think.
3: I, I'll speak for Kenny when I say that I think we feel like if there's a guest that mm-hmm. legitimately wants to come on and have like a great episode like you where we can t- you know, talk Carrie, talk whatever, mm-hmm. we are fully on board. But sure. if it's a shitty movie that like no one cares about and no one wants to come on for it, then we're just going to bang well, it out and be done with it. I'll
2: say another Fair thing, yeah, all that I being you, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, and I think this is a lesson for everybody who's ever watched a movie. Every movie is a rabbit hole. Right. Every right. single movie is a rabbit hole. Yeah. And if you're willing to go down the rabbit hole, you will find some shit that's really interesting. So like this movie's obvious. You watch this movie. I watched Carrie first, but you watch this movie. You're going to watch Carrie. If you have any, you know, any level of curiosity, then look, I'm kind of like not that great on Stephen King adaptations. So like, I've never seen Christine. I'm gonna watch Christine as soon as fucking possible. Now. Yeah, I've never seen it. I, right? I want to watch it too. Yeah. So like, there, there are other, and I think there. I mean, I've never seen Cujo. I've never seen Pet Cemetery. There are other movies that like this experience has made me want to go and like, and you know, Dolores awesome. Claiborne is like on my list. Such now. a good movie. You'll love. So that. there, are all <laughs> these flicks that like now I'm like, all right, I think I've like that's a pretty big blind spot for me. So I think that that, that every I think what Phil and I have learned is. There's something to talk about with every fucking film. Yep. Yep.
3: You I know, agree.
2: just yeah. like every $5 paperback novel about mm-hmm. dragon yeah. fucking, there's something to learn and talk yeah. about. And if someone yeah. spent the time, even if they did it, you know, for even if they did it in like 18 hours mm-hmm. just to get it out there, that's interesting in its own right.
3: So I think Becky I and I learned that. a lot about ourselves on uh, Dragon yeah. Cowboy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. And I, I, I learned a lot
4: about myself with this movie. Like, I mean,
3: yeah. Yeah. anything. There's, is... a lot, there's a lot of like, Interesting teen dynamics, which we'll, we'll definitely unpack. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of sort of... The thing about Carrie... Just let me very quickly um, say All that... Right. It. No, no, no. I just, let me just get these two quick things out. Uh, movie has 22% of Rotten Tomatoes from critics, <laughs> 33% from audiences... Uh, Ebert gave it two stars, which I find interesting. Uh, The original Carrie worked because it was a skillful teenage drama grafted into a horror ending. Also, of course, because Brian De Palma and his star Cissy Spacek made the story convincing. The rage, Carrie 2, is more like a shadow. I can imagine the story conference. Let's think of some reason why the heroine has exactly the same ability Carrie had, and then put her in the story where all the exact same things happened to her with the same result. People actually get paid for thinking up things like that too much, if you ask me. That's that's his review. But it, it brings up something that I want to talk about, which is what the care I've not read Carrie, so I can't speak for the book, but I've seen the movie, obviously. And I think that why that movie has resonated so much, outside of how very well directed and very well acted it is, is subtextually what it's really talking about, which is like being a teenage girl seems fucking terrible. And you're going through all of these changes that you don't really understand. And you're terrified that everyone's going to laugh at you. And it's just, you know, th- th- this sort of this fear-based kind of horror show that you're going through when it comes to puberty is very well executed and unpacked through this horror novel and through this horror movie. This movie, which tries to do a similar thing, and I don't think necessarily fails, because I do think that it updates the horrors of being a teenager in the 90s in a pretty convincing way, just in terms of how sex is weaponized in a way that is in the original carry, but it feels like it's a lot more sort of nefarious, a lot more sort of really kind of ruthless and awful um, in, in this movie. I think that it does update a lot of that stuff. It mean, it's 20 years going on, the original film, and I do think that, that, that this film does that relatively successfully. Perhaps the thing it does most successfully other than killing people at the end.
2: We know what's great <laughs> about this film. Mm. From an from a anthropological standpoint. Yeah. There are things that happen in Carrie 2 that would not happen in a film today and were not mm. going to happen in a film in 1999. So for all the talk about how coarsened and crude and you know, pornographic our society has become, you would not show a teenager in a shower nakedly caressing herself and then showing her have her first period. You would not show a bunch of girls throwing then throwing tampons at her. You would not show all the slaps there are in Carrie. There is so much physical violence in yeah. Carrie that doesn't result in uh, any kind of character moves. That's shocking and surprising there's one slap in the rage and it's it's a the, one of the more villainous characters, the stepfather slapping Rachel uh and not and and, and Obviously, there's no reason to do it, but he's yeah. provoked. She mm-hmm. breaks the rules, and that is some, you know, that is some basic fucking, you know, drunk ass dad shit. This is not like John Travolta slapping his girlfriend, the girlfriend slapping him back. The Gym Car- teacher slapping the gym, gym teacher, teacher slashing Carrie, and then later slapping Chris, mm-hmm. and like this is just this is just part and parcel for the for the the movie. So there's there there's it's interesting to me. The things that you couldn't show now, now there. Are, but there are also things that, like you could show in this that you couldn't show in Carrie. Like you couldn't mm-hmm. show teenagers having sex the way they have sex in Carrie. You mm-hmm. couldn't show her straddling him like they do, albeit through you know two two sets of video. But you see it, mm-hmm. you know the things like that. Um, there's a you know I, I think I. Th- there's a the statutory rape sto- storyline, which is like wildly problematic in the oh, yeah. context of the film.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't know if you would necessarily show Manu Suvari's death the way you showed it in the original. It was Carrie.
3: fucking crazy
2: because that was you know mm-hmm. there there's difference be there's a difference between you know the cartoonish like yep. teachers getting electrocuted at the end of Carrie yep. and Manu Suvari like like dying like the baby in fucking dead calm like. Her head smashing into the window, yeah. so the, they're both trying. I, I don't actually really think Carrie is trying to push the envelope as much as Carrie is trying to tell the story in the best way. But they are both pushing the envelope in terms of you know where good taste lies, and it's interesting the way these two diverge. Well, yeah. I think I, I think that you know wh- I
3: watched uh, the the original Carrie uh, again as well, and. De Palma, who has a fascinating career in and of itself, you know, in terms of straddling that line of horror and sex and sort of salaciousness and, and, and quite frankly, pornographic components, um, mixed with sort of dream logic and, and sort of what is real and what is not, um, sex and horror and all that kind of stuff like that 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 that's always been his thing um and sometimes he tips and it becomes just melodrama and silly um and other times he just completely hits the bullseye with something like this i think about that opening 10 minutes that you mentioned Kenny of the original Carrie with this sort of this idyllic, beautiful music it's that's wild. playing and this like crazy gossy lens. And you're, you think you're in some sort of like weird fantasy, quite frankly, like you're, all these yeah. naked teenagers. And then Carrie has her period and it turns into a full on horror movie. And it, it's, it can turn on a dime this film, which, and I don't, I don't want to kind of, Drag the director through the mud because it feels like this film was kind of put on on her shoulders after the original director fell out and it's just it there's a struggle going on here which you can sense um truthfully in the direction of the actors um the movie is at its best when it can be the most sort of like dynamic and crazy um and when it slows down for the character moments it's a fucking slog like it's kind of brutal at times
4: yes so yeah i, I mean i I yeah. I
3: yeah i think that De palma it's just a different version i don't they're just they're different spins it's, on it you
2: know funny. what's interesting like a lot of horror franchises started with these iconic and really excellent first uh installments becky mm-hmm. are you a horror fan
4: you know it's funny i i do like the Exorcist and the Omen. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm like completely. 70s confused.
2: horror. Yeah,
4: because yeah. I think like, and then I've watched the sequels and like they're good, but you know, they're not, how do I say? Cinema. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, am I, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, well, you're, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the
2: Exorcist and the Omen, Carrie, the 70s, Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit before, but still like these are, these are top of the top, right? Yeah. And they they yeah. were, they were viewed as such at the time. I'm talking more the 80s slasher stuff. Mm-hmm. particularly uh, particularly the Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and I love Friday the 13th. Many people think it's not that great. Oh, I, they, I, I think it's yeah. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, they all found a way to keep the franchise going after, you know, essentially two of them, the protagonist, not the protagonist, the the murderer died. Mm-hmm. The killer died. Um, the thing about Carrie is Carrie is not a horror movie in the same vein as those films. Yep. Carrie only becomes a killer when she's wrong and only becomes a killer briefly. So to present it with this horror sheen, you know, put it in the horror genre, it's just not really what this film was. And it's not what the rage Carrie 2 is. Yeah. But in 1999, mm-hmm. there wasn't really room for... Uh, a movie that didn't do that. So it's straddling this weird, like it's like, I know what you did last summer without the kills for most of it.
4: I think it's like one of those movies. And this is what I think Carrie, the original is, is that it's not necessarily the horror, but it's, it's fear of the female. It's fear of the female body. It's fear of like what a, a, a woman can do when scorned. It's fear of, what happens when you know about sex and you know about bodies versus what you don't know about bodies. It's what you, um, it's like, it does, these movies thrive on like men's fear of women. And I think Carrie too. The Rage more so is a 90s movie and you just want to see like sex and cool kills and stuff. But I feel like the original Carrie is just like, don't piss off a woman. Who is this mysterious woman? And it kind of, um, kind of reminds me. Did you guys ever uh, see the movie Teeth? Do you know what I that's know what you're about?
3: about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So it's the, about the, a
4: woman who has woman a vagina whose teeth. Yeah, dentata, which is teeth in the vagina, and that's like that was like this, you know, ongoing myth since Medusa times or whatever. And so, and that movie, right, is billed as a horror, which I get. I absolutely get Mm -hmm. but whenever I watch it I see that character as a you know feminist or whatever the fuck like I I when I watch it you know I see that character as a hero because she's like literally cutting off the dicks of predators but like when you're looking at these movies through a male lens like uh yeah it's a horror so when I watch Carrie I don't see it as a horror you know I I see it as like this um this this sad tragedy of a woman who like mm-hmm. is is raised with with a mom who's like honest who's you know crazy who like has these like old ideas and values and is like you know raising her daughter based on her sins and like alleged it, sins yeah like, well oh yeah that's right yeah like, don't you have everyone have sex before it's fine <laughs> yeah know what i mean um guys you're great um (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean it's like it's like you're using your own personal torment to like raise someone and they end up like you know murdering everyone in their high school so like it's very interesting like i'm just so curious like how if carrie like how carrie would be billed and advertised should it be made for like The same audience who would watch Bridesmaids, or the same audience who would like watch Uh, like Girls Trip, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's it's
3: funny you bring that up because I feel like, and I kind of want to talk about this at the three different the three different films and three different stages. But but you know, you look at the twenty thirteen Grace, oh my God, Chloe Grace Grace Moretz movie, which is sort of trying to do a little bit of what you're talking about, Becky. I mean, it's (laughs) it's. It's trying to seem cool and hip, but also acknowledge the classicism of this original film, and mm-hmm. it's and and that push and pull kind of put it in no man's land, and I think that that's one of the reasons why it was actually a relatively successful film, but it wasn't the mm-hmm. game busters hit that they that they thought it was going to be. Right. Um, I, I kind of want to just talk about. We've talked about this a little bit, Kenny, but I feel like this is a good opportunity to talk about it a little bit more in terms of where horror was in 99. You know, we're we're post-Scream, so we're in that meta-ish universe of kind of acknowledging the tropes of horror and the kind of, you know, snarky Kevin Williamson, what have you. Um, but then we also have, like, Stigmata and Seven and, I guess, to a certain degree, End of Days, so although that's not really a horror movie, but... It does feel like there just wasn't a ton of horror cut that came out in '99, um, and there I wasn't don't a ton of g- good horror. Good because horror. It, right,
2: right. It, There was Blair Witch, right? So sure, which is great.
3: Yeah, but um, that's more. I mean, that's more psychological. I mean, when I think of a horror film, I'm thinking of what you're talking about, Kenny. You know, your your, your Jason's, your Freddy's. Even, your, yeah. there's nothing like that.
2: So, all right. So it's funny because uh, blank check on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. about boys in the hood i don't know if you've listened to the podcast chat yeah. but they make the point that all of these 90s black um led films set in inner city environments uh were all re- not all but mostly really great films right and then and there you know you go on from boys in the hood to men's society dead presidents Juice, fresh uh a lot of great movies came out in that you know, period. And then Don't Be a Menace Assassin's social came out and kind of put a very big, bold period on the end of the sentence. And people stopped making those movies because they almost became embarrassed. They then extrapolated to say, you know, it kind of happened with Scary Movie and the teen horror boom. Right. And Scary Movie comes out in 2000, right? And there is kind of this big fucking sit. Period on the end and the end of this horror sentence that was petering out 99. Like, mm-hmm. there are a few, you know, there's this there's Idle Hands, Jawbreakers, like I Jawbreaker, like I said, Urban Legend was the year before. There were these not so great movie Kissing, uh, not kissing, uh, Teaching mrs, Teaching Tingle. mrs. Tingle, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. the, these movies were kind of like on their last leg anyway. And then Scary Movie came and basically said, All right, we will now make fun of you and you will be too embarrassed to play on any of these tropes. Anymore, and then, you know, found footage happened and then J-Horror So is that happened, the next, then, that's
3: the next thing, right? Found footage and Saw, they're, right? Like they're those really are kind saying, of
2: the next, okay. yeah, I mean, they were saying, and I think they're right. I think, uh, I think it's J-Horror for a minute. Yes, yes. Gr- you know, obviously the ring and the grudge and and etc. And then uh, found footage ca- kind of took a little longer. Like Saw was the next thing. So you kind of had your quote unquote, you know, torture mm-hmm. porn thing. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, found footage took hold, but- the larger point is these movies died right around now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. In 99, like the tropes were so well known. The funny thing is it was built on a spoof. Like scream is a spoof. Like, don't yep. forget that. Yeah. Scream is a movie that is saying this, like, like we like we are we are giving you the blueprint. We are breaking the house out of the studs, and you can see everything we're doing. We're just going to do it, and still going to scare you, and that's the magic trick. It's like one of those magic tricks where they tell you the end first, and you're like, I can't believe you just still did it. <laughs> yeah. um, and so there like, was like that no- is the brilliance
3: of, I mean, I, I, the thing the about Scream, scream. Yes. right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's why, and everyone tried to do it after, and just no well, one could. It's it's just... The
2: weirdest thing about Scream, and the, the, the weirdest thing about Hollywood, and I think this is actually plays into the Rage and Carry a lot, is Scream is so brilliant and so perfect. And so wonderful, uh, there is nowhere to go from scream. No. And going from scream to the next big one being, I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer was a cheesy ass book that was in every library in every elementary school in America. It was some. It was it was some shit that was school approved. Yeah, if I read it.
4: I had to do a test on it. <laughs> probably like
2: twelve, right? <laughs> Fucking <It> failed. <fell>. <laughs> it was school approved horror nothing could have been less fucking cool than i know what you did last summer and it was almost like we don't know what to do like we don't know how to follow this up we're going to take 100 steps back and give you like straight up lame shit and they never re- none of these movies are good i think the faculty is pretty good but that's about aliens I like faculty. Yeah. so like none of these other films are like any good because they're it's this nomad yeah. land where they're trying to figure out scream. screams already been figured out and it's in it's it's irre- irreplicable so, I mean, it
3: couldn't even do it itself. Like, even uh, w- there's a discussion to be awesome. as to whether the sequels. I, love two. I think two is a lot of but, fun. I, I think three is a mess.
2: You, you're a big fan of four, but like, four I know it's different, but four is 100 years later and it's yeah. amazing and it's just amazing on its own merits. Two is yeah. doing the same thing in the sequels. Two is doing yeah. the same thing. That's a, it's the exact yeah. same thing. It's like now we're going to ruin all of your chances of doing sequels because we're going to fucking show you how that sausage is made. <laughs> so the thing about the yeah. rage and carry is like, As you know, Phil, I'm not the world's biggest Brian De Palma fan, but, like, it is inarguable. This guy is a fucking artist and magician behind the camera. And, like, that is... That and Sissy Spacek's performance, and obviously the source material, but, like, you know, Stephen King movies are very hit and miss. So that, uh, Sissy Spacek and Brian De Palma and Piper Laurie uh, are your secret sauce. And if you're, you know, if you're not taking all those elements up to that level, you're yeah. just going to be left with, you know, a pretty basic horror movie that is fine. And I think it was kind of fun when you just ac- yeah. accepted that we don't stand a chance of getting near
5: Carrie.
3: I want to, I, I do, I, I I. couldn't agree with you more. I, I just want to kind of put two sequences next to each other because I think it's worth talking about that. Um, and then I want to kind of unpack, and Becky, I very much want to hear your thoughts about like, rachel's character and some of the stuff that she's dealing with but i want to just put the two big ending set pieces next to each other to show how different these movies are but like brian de palma's ending kenny when when the fucking uh pig's blood comes down and the 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 sound goes out and you're just hearing dripping and you're listening to her you're just seeing her snap And then the fucking split screens come and it starts, the screens start moving all over the place. And you're just like, this is fucking incredible. Like it's just magnificent. And it's, and you know, it's no surprise that it's a, you know, the scene that everybody remembers, Um, but it's fucking great. And it's just her just looking at things (laughs) drenched in blood and people going up in flames and being electrocuted and
2: flipping cars all credit to, to, to Palma and all credit yeah. to Sissy Spacek because that is iconic. What yes. she's yes. The, the her her stillness, the way her hands are so out, their so eyes good. are wide open, Ugh. the way she walks, her walk. If I did that walk in like a random room and I had never seen this movie before, you would know who I was doing. Like that is yes. so iconic. Yeah. It's incredible. So I, oh, and you know what? Like the thing that oh. I didn't know, because you know, you don't see a movie, you don't know everything. I didn't know where they were going with the William Cat character either. Mm. you know and that was like crushing too in its own way and the bucket falling on his head was brilliant and then he died like that it's good shit good good shit shit. shit. yeah now now
3: you put that next to the rage carry too and i and and i i'm not just gonna sit here and and dunk on it because i do think that there's some interesting stuff there i think kenny Mm -hmm. highlighted that moment when they show the video of her having sex with the girl which is fucking terrible and awful and you Mm -hmm. really feel the grossness of high school and what it must have been like when it still probably is like social media i imagine has only made it infinitely worse but like that sort of rawness that exposure that she has and how awful that would feel and then mirroring that to obviously the the pig's blood um, from the original um then what you get is is a, i gotta be honest like a kind of cool sequence of her just killing people in a whole bunch of different ways
4: it's like clever and awesome like it's great it there's awesome. so much creativity either yeah. for, i mean i was like i liked her character more even though i know I as the director doing it but like i sure. was like well, yeah. you go, rachel with your crazy ideas yeah that spear yeah. can go through two yeah. people <laughs> You can so slice smart. up people
3: with CDs. Yeah.
4: You know, now that to me, I was like, when I that happened, I was like, this is the 90s. This is yeah, the 90s. Like, a good way to kill. Good kill. Yeah. Like if there's like one, if there's like one film sequence <laughs> in 90s horror that will just like define it, it's like
2: mm-hmm. pew, pew, CDs. Pew, pew, pew Yeah. And it was <laughs> like great shit. I loved that they I loved that they were doing it in Bernie's house. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, they were. You know, it was very clearly. It really that, felt like that fucking party yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, that was the kind of house you do want to see fucking destroyed. Like, if you, destroy,
0: if you can't destroy.
2: Come on, You can't destroy Phil's high school. The next best thing is to destroy this, like, you know, I agree. The, the, yeah. This opulent, this this opulent, like, cathedral to some person's ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was wonderful, too. I mean, some. Part- I also. I have to say too, this movie,
3: which doesn't really have a lot of particularly potent imagery in terms of like what it's trying to say, I did think that there was something kind of nuanced and great about the tattoo. Um, mm-hmm. tattoo. Oh, that this, was
2: a good. That was a good effect. Right?
3: Really cool effect. It was which, a good effect,
4: ha- but I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't I love like it around it. her face,
3: but it was a good effect. It
2: was
3: cool. Yeah. I I two things the first is kenny's point is uh, so what happens is as she's flipping out mm-hmm. the tattoo starts to pulsate and beat like an actual I heart that was good. which was a fucking cool effect
4: that was cool um,
3: and i was like that's rad and then the vines or the thorns around the tattoo around this this heart that she has starts to crawl all over her body and she's covered in in all these sort of thorns Um, which I think I got to be honest, kind of cool. I'm into it. But what I also Mm -hmm. like about it is it's her connection back to her friend who committed suicide at the beginning. So -hmm. it's this idea of like revenge that's coming from the friend and this sort of that bond that they had, like
2: Uh, that's cool. I'll bring up one other thing that we were kind of dancing around, but I feel like this is such a loaded question, Becky, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Sure. What do you think of promising young woman?
4: I really liked it. I um, I um it's it like the ending. I I mean I was thinking about it for like weeks and like
2: Which ending?
4: Yeah, the ending to Promising Young Woman. Oh no, Good I, I about, know yeah.
2: which ending to promising Young woman because I think I think the ending where she dies yeah. is unbelievable. It's
4: unbelievable, yeah.
2: And the rest of it is not great. But the ending where <laughs> she dies is like and I don't know. I I would have I do I, I know the story is that Emerald mm-hmm. Fennel couldn't get funding for that version. Right. So mm-hmm. this wasn't her choice, which is really kind of upsetting to, you know, me uh personally, just as a person. Wait,
3: what was the ending that she originally wanted? Sorry, I don't know that I just noticed. the
2: ending where she dies and not the ending with the text messages and all that stuff and the come oh, up into wow. the police. So her like
3: getting the revenge yeah. from so the great beyond. Re-
2: that didn't that happen. She wrote the version where 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 Carrie Mulligan Carrie uh, dies, mm-hmm. and they get away with it. Wow. And, oh, wow! and that was the end of the movie, and that certainly says something. You know, there's certain and that, and, and and that speaks to me to what you were saying, Becky, about you know. Well, about men being afraid of women and men being afraid of what women can do. But ultimately, like, it, it's a very bleak picture of how entrenched the patriarchy is. Mm-hmm. That being said, like, that's what that movie is about. And I I, I think that, you know, I, I do think that the end of that movie like kind of sadly undercuts that in a way that I, I, I don't really understand. I, and I, yeah. I think... I think it's. I mean, I do think it is a little bit of Emerald Fennel throwing up two middle figures and saying you want you want that mega happy ending, we'll give it to you. But.
3: Yeah, it's. I mean, I I didn't know that Kenny about the original. Excuse me, the original ending that she had planned, which is more potent, mm-hmm. certainly doesn't um, certainly doesn't sort of round the edges off of it, and and certainly doesn't kind of give this sort of. I When I watched it, my roommate and I both kind of sat with it after it was done. And, you know, there's a lot to sit with. There's a lot to think about. Um, and I understand why people love it. I understand why people don't love it. Like, it's just, it's a divisive movie. Um, but it's a bold movie. And I think that, as with a lot of original endings, uh, Emerald's original ending probably would have been the stronger one. But um, I, I I think you were making a connection between this and 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 promising well,
2: was, a young woman it was carrie of, i was are you're taking me or becky you you you. Sorry, i me. was because this is you know the, it is about look promising young woman has a, a woman essentially getting revenge on behalf of her friend who committed suicide mm-hmm. because she was you know slut shamed mm-hmm. more or less this is the same premise 23 years earlier plus telekinesis sure um, yeah yeah you know yeah. and yeah yeah and, yeah. and uh, it's it's a lighter touch to yeah, be it honest is. like
4: it kind of bums me out because it's like people are totally okay with seeing female like women killed in the beginning of the movie but at the yep. end of the movie they're like no way
5: no.
4: nope nope I like, the, I like Emerald Fennell's original ending because that's a huge fuck you to the patriarchy because like women's deaths yep. are always being used to fuel like a male's sp- plot line you know and it's like you you would uh, like this is in the beginning of fucking like, well, born identity or whatever the fuck yes. you know like
2: yeah, yeah yeah the by the way you should watch general daughter general's daughter but no. uh <laughs> that that was the other kind of that was the other kind of like original conception idea which was uh and this is why i've been shitting on very bad things recently because it kind of opened up to me it was this idea of what if it's such a stupid thing i mean i i'm I'm almost being too glib but like what if the stripper who dies in a movie actually was a person you know
4: oh my god you guys i have this i've always had this idea for a movie (laughs) with um you know how like there's all those scenes where like you meet the sex you know you meet the main guy and like he like there's like a naked woman in his bed and he like gets a phone call from the fbi or whatever and then you like Gets off the phone and he's like, "Get out!" And this nameless woman yeah. gets out. I want to see a movie about like what her day is like, oh, like of her going like, so I love
2: you know, I love
4: like that. I like had this one night stand with this guy, and then the next he gets a phone. There's call. a
2: great comedy in that. <laughs> where, it's like totally she, she keeps. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like Russell McCarthy's Spy, where she keeps kind of like, mm-hmm. in, like like yes. running into yeah. this guy as just yeah, like, that's yeah. Great. yeah, that's, great. Um, <laughs>
5: that's
3: a good yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really think that the end of, of Carrie two feels very sort of oddly cathartic. Mm -hmm. It, 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 it certainly works like as, as that sort of last 20, 25 minutes are playing out. I did find myself going like, you know what? Yes. I had to sit through a bunch of stuff that a a slog of, you know, 90 minutes or so, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, 70 minutes or so. um, but it was worth it because i got to see someone's the lenses of someone's <gasps> glasses that
4: was a great kill shatter
3: and stab themselves in, into her eyes that's a great fucking kill which good. then leads to her castrating uh, the other guy and sh- what looks like she shoots his dick and balls yes. out of the back of him yes i mean it's, it's really me, yes. it's fucking great it's great
4: It's very satisfying. It's very satisfying. To what you guys were saying earlier, I feel like this is the first movie I think I ever saw where toxic masculinity was addressed, even though that term wasn't used. But, like, all of the movies at the time, right? Like, there was, like, She's All That or, you know, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You in terms of teen dramas. Like, the way the men and the football teams acted, status quo. But you have this movie where they're kind of more or less acting the same way. And then they're all killed. And (laughs) if I was a bit older at the time, like if I was like, you know, if that movie came out like later for me in high school, I would have been like, this is my favorite movie.
3: Well, think about the fact that, like, American Pie, the I conceit to the of movie. American Pie is mm-hmm. we all got to get laid. This movie is how many women can we have sex with? And we'll write them all down in this book. Well, it's basically yeah,
2: that's, it's the same but, thing. But that's the, that the only difference is you're talking about, you know, the, the guys at the top of the food chain in this movie. Yeah. And you're talking about a bunch of incels who, like, can't, <laughs> pull, can't pull together in American Pie. So... I, I I use that term literally. That's what oh, they I are. love it.
4: it. Honestly, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they got laid because, like, they're involved. Who knows what <laughs> they would <laughs>
2: have. They, but they, <laughs> but that's happening. what they are. They're, and 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 the the thing about American Pie. Look, I think I think American Pie is like the worst, and I think like mm-hmm. it's only gotten worse. And I think the thing about American Pie is like the, the 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 thesis behind American Pie is like you know nice guys deserve the hot chicks. Like
4: yeah. we're entitled like, to pussy. Yes, yes, dies. because we're
2: because we're nice yeah. and we know that and and like we you know we look at the secret book of getting girls off, and that's the secret, like it's the same fucking shit. And at the end, they all win them over and they're all mm-hmm. wonderful guys, and they all like, you know. Get to the, it's basically like it's basically entourage without like fucking it's, it's entourage but like more pathetic like it's entourage but like more pathetic it's like yeah. it's the same idea and uh and and this movie is like honest about it mm-hmm. this movie is like eyes wide open about like how gross that is oh. and like you know i'm not Sitting here saying it's a mortal sin, but you know it's a movie. You get your fucking comeuppance when you do bad things in movies. Yeah, so it's also
3: like you've got the the Jason London character who is you know getting notches on his bedpost or putting you know putting girls' names in this in this notebook that they have or whatever. He has yeah, he sex with the, the girl yeah. while his buddies are like a hundred feet away watching and like cheering him. On. Like this is
2: fucked. Oh, and he's, he's a piece a of
4: shit
5: person. to the girl, and he's yes. the, and he just yes. is like ugh,
2: ugh, oh, he's ugh. he's basically doing what happened in Promising Young Woman. That's it's yes. the same yes. thing, yes. like yes. on the mm-hmm. tape, right? Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. He, except he's the guy, you know. Yep. Except he's yep. you know the guy in the 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 he's Al.
3: But then they try to yeah. flip it at the end and make us feel sorry for him because he actually loves her, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this movie trying to say about Aunt? like the final scene? where she's dying or she dies flash mm. forward to him in college he has a vision of her and then we're left with this sort of like he's this gaunt look on his face this like fear whatever and i'm just like what am i supposed to like what am i supposed to take away from this you're and supposed like, to here's like it's
4: another thing it's that fuck. guy was a total dick up until he met Rachel and he only knew Rachel for a week so <laughs> he was a good guy for a week,
2: a week? <laughs> You know, what do you, you want you want
4: the Nobel Prize Prize for that? Well, you know,
2: you buddy? know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? <laughs> this it's it's a it's a trope that's used a lot in these movies, right? Where the popular guy lowers himself to date some unpopular girl. She's all that H- happens and yeah. happens to Carrie yeah. uh to some extent. Like I believe that kiss was real. I believe he really did kind of fall for them in, in over the course of that prompt. So yeah, the movie that you know that, that I argue very strongly for has its eyes open in terms of this thing is cruel intentions where Sebastian dies at the end where like he is where he is not absolved of his sins where you can't just like turn around and say now I'm a good guy when you've been so bad but that brings me to another point you can't say what Zachary Ty Bryant did is statutory rape with that also acknowledging that what Jason London is doing is also statutory so rape. So statutory rape, Assuming, yeah. and I think this is a pretty safe assumption, that the girls are the same ages and the boys are the same ages because that's their group right. of friends. Right. So it's super fucking weird to me to use statutory rape as a cudgel when, it's, when it is convenient for the plot and then ignore it completely When it is your protagonist's doing it, Mm -hmm. Um, I will be honest. I did kind of ignore it at the end of the movie because the movie wanted me to. Yeah, but uh, the movie clearly wanted me to. But it is like a very weird thing that they uh, that they did.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, like at the time, there were those these movies. There was she's all that, ten things I hate about you, where a guy is either forced to go on a bet and ask Mm -hmm. the nerdy girl out. Or he is paid to ask the nerdy girl out. Here's a movie. No one is asking Jason London to be into Rachel. He's just into Rachel because of something Mm -hmm. she says in English class. Um,
3: About Romeo and Juliet? About Romeo
4: and Juliet. Yeah, she said I don't believe in love and then it's like No!
5: Oh
4: "Oh, man, she's so smart. Fuck yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so there was like so there there is something appealing there and I think at the time in the 90s that is was like a fantasy at the time for for I think teen girls or at that time um, and I also think that the term statutory rape was thrown around like the way you know silly crimes are thrown around now like you know where it's like oh you like the way you know election and it was just like oh this joke of like oh the second you say statutory rape like that's it like the like the way um i think was it snooze now whoever it was who was like this is going to be a statutory rape she's using the crime as a way to just Get back at someone she doesn't like. Like it, she wasn't like what they were doing, what they were charging him Mm -hmm. with, what they were saying they were charging this him with was just to take him down. They were just finding Mm -hmm. any sort of you know the crime to pin this Mm -hmm. on him, and it has nothing to do. Like it had nothing to do. You know what I mean? Am I making sense? Like yeah, yeah. no,
3: hundred percent. It's it it was it was used as sort of you know uh, a plot device, if you will, or used as a way to get back at him. They were sort of, but
2: it's. Well, it was convenient, right? So, what if he's seventeen yes, and she's fifteen, yes. and statutory rape laws don't apply at that point? Yeah. That that is Sue. Sue wasn't going after him. I, I think that they they actually hit this really well. Sue wasn't going after him to protect anyone. not she was going after him to try to you know help herself? She, yeah. The Sue's no character is an interesting character in in Carrie. I you know she really does seem like someone who tried to change. But I, I agree
3: you know. I I wanna I, I want to unpack that but before we move off of this I just want to say that so apparently this plot borrowed heavily from a real-life 1993 incident in which a group of high school boys, or jocks, known as the Spur Posse, were involved in a sex scandal. I don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. knew this, but apparently the Spur Posse was a group of high school boys from Lakewood, California, who used a point system to keep track and compare their sexual attacks and statutory rapes. The founder of the group chose the name the Spur Posse when a favorite basketball player of theirs, David Robinson, signed with the San Antonio Spurs. I don't quite know... I don't know what why great basketball but, player mm-hmm. I <laughs> I'm sure, sure he was great. Uh, the group came to national attention on March 18th, 93, when the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department arrested a number of members for various sex crimes. Prosecutors later dropped all but one of the charges after being unable to prove most of the encounters were non-consensual, although many were with underage girls, some as young as 10. Oh, one girl was right. later interrogated by police, said she'd been in bed one, uh, late one night when a teenager appeared at her window and demanded sex with her. She complied because of the rumors that the Spurs would harm women who resisted uh police had the opportunity to prosecute the considerably older boys for statutory rape but declined to do so so that happened um but on the sue snell thing kenny which i i do want to unpack i do think that when so when i was reading up on this before i watched the film and the amy irving connection and the fact that she want you know that she was being asked to do this film sorry there was a, a fly um she was asked to do this film she ultimately does it um it actually does work as connective tissue. Her character is a good bridge between these two films, because of exactly what you're talking about, Kenny, which is mm-hmm. that Sue's character in, in the original obviously does these terrible things. She's haunted by this thing. I mean, literally, it seems like yeah, she's a movie act or what mm-hmm. have you, by the visions of this. Um, and the idea that she grows, wants to be a better person, and all of that. She kind of gets the short end of the straw when she gets a fucking harpoon or a, a fucking fire poker through her head at the end.
4: It's uh, a menace she... argument for a second because I was just like, <laughs> she was like such a like she's one of my favorite characters in Carrie because I think it's like something uh, well, we've all had moments where we might have been a dick to someone in school even if we were picked on and it like you get in trouble for it and it still haunts you and it's like you don't really see those types of characters in a lot of teen movies anymore um and so just to like have her her character wasn't great in in this iteration of the movie she's but then it's just like i gotta stop her bing like it was just like the most like it like it just like kind of like i, ca- I kind of like legacy it. of this character
2: <laughs> i kind of liked it i kind of liked it because it was the, a, great it, it,
4: again, yeah, a great kill again a great yeah. kill in its yeah. own
2: in its own way it's kind of like shining a light on the weird the the the, the strangeness of her as connective tissue.
0: Right, yeah. like
2: she had a great she, she's the only character who survived that movie. So like you're gonna do it with her, you're gonna do it with no one. But <laughs> but it, it it is strange, and like <laughs> I don't know. I thought I don't know again. Take <laughs> to taking take this whole movie with a grain of salt. Oh, for one sure. big grain for sure. of salt. Yeah, I
3: mean, I do love that when this happens. so when <laughs> when this poker so what happens ultimately is the poker goes through the back of a guy's head, mm-hmm. through the door and through the front of Sue's head.
5: Mm-hmm. And
3: then <laughs> Jay Smith Cameron, who plays the mom, sees this and goes like, it mm-hmm, just like basically gets the fuck out of top. See you later. Oh, that, all right you know, i guess i should go the great Jay smith cameron <laughs> which by the way i knew it was her from her voice at the very beginning she plays mm-hmm. jerry on succession and the second that she's painting the walls and you hear her say like you can't take away my daughter i was like that voice yeah definitely jerry
5: how
3: <laughs> oh, weird it good is this.
2: yeah well she you know she's, she's the best i they, you know
4: it's funny when like i laughed out loud when they were like you know like we're, this is meeting Rachel when she's like 12 or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> we have to take your mother away.
3: <laughs> she's like, why? Like, the kid, yeah. the kid was like only okay. But I did
2: like... Oh, I don't think the kid gave a shit. This woman fucking paintbrushed her. Like, she was weird. She she
4: With did. hilariously <laughs> red paint. And it also like begs the question, why Ugh. now? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why is... I mean, and again, I'm like... Did you, ripping into it but
6: did you guys did catch
2: it? that the did you guys catch that the insane asylum is called arkham yes no. i did I even come on that guys
5: <laughs> <laughs> what's happening how like, how it's, they
2: almost a, sued? it's almost like there's like a movie it's in, insane asylum like it's like it's well, like arkham, how they used to have to it's like they arkham is in to,
3: um What's his face? H.P. Uh, Lovecraft has an Arkham Asylum as well. Oh, he does? That. Okay. So that's so why they were able to do it. Like how, okay. It's almost like how
2: 555. Five, five. It's like you have to use that. It's like if you said it in the asylum, you have to head an Arkham. It's so He's got to be Arkham. He's got to throw it in I, there with the Joker. I think, you know, I, it, the irony of this movie is like, mm-hmm. all right, so Carrie is such a stylized movie and it doesn't have to yeah. be. It's, it's, it's such a triumph of style. This movie couldn't be made with less style. And the and the the style, the little flourish of the style, like that horrible black and white stuff, only served only served to show you just, just how much this movie should have just stayed in its lane and just uh not well, even tried or tried harder. I mean it I don't made know. me
3: think about so
2: when when I
3: keep wanting to call her Carrie. when Rachel has her oh, okay. first sort of like telekinetic attack, if you will, which is when Lisa Minusuvari jumps off the off the school mm-hmm. uh, roof. It goes black and white ish, and it does this kind of like shaky kind of cra And I made me think about the Burbs, Kenny, when they find the bone and they do the ah. And, and it made me think of yeah, like that Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was. But it, it's was just the like, best part of the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> the telekinesis in this always plays as funny, whereas like it never feels funny in the original carry. It's it's not just scary. It's just like it's it's powerful. Like it's it emotional. It
4: comes works. from like yeah. when she's at yeah. the height of her emotions, and it's like zooming totally. in, zoom in, zoom in, and explosion and of this thing, it's and this it's was just, just like, like hilarious.
2: <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting because. I didn't want to watch this movie. I mean, obviously I was going to, but I've mm-hmm. I been mean, like, who wants to fucking sit down and watch The Rage carry Carrie
5: Sure. And yeah. I
2: almost immediately, I wrote it on my thing, I almost immediately was like, all right, I'm comfortable. Like, I get this. Like, I feel like I know where I am. Yeah. The thing about Carrie is like, yeah. you are never comfortable. No. Like, mm-hmm. even nope. the scene you talked about at the beginning, that quote-unquote, you know, fantasy series, the mm-hmm. fantasy sequence uh, is very shocking and off-putting in its own yep. way because it's so unexpected and yeah. bizarre and uncomfortable. And you know, you're in for, you know, a, a, a movie about pig's blood, but this movie is, is, is eerily comfort comforting considering yeah. it's allegedly a horror movie. I know exactly where I am. I'm in fucking 1999 <laughs> and Limp biscuit and Corn is playing and <laughs> and I got it. Uh, or in yeah. the case of this movie, Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson. And, a, and, and and they did mention, I and they mentioned Shirley Manson. And oh, there yeah. was another thing Both for another. Garbage.
4: Both there love another garbage.
2: I loved.
3: I loved. That was the my favorite part of Jesse's character is that he liked Shirley Manson. He likes That's Shirley
4: Manson. Why I love him? Yeah, I was like, oh.
2: Yeah. But can I, also had, say, I think can Manny it, Suvari had a had a whole. Um, yes. Which I, I there was love a, that there was album. a Marilyn
3: Manson poster on. A yeah, there was Marilyn well. Manson. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yes. Bad. He's bad. Bad.
3: bad, Don't do it. But I do think that I I do think. That, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think we're forgetting the very, very first scene of the original Carrie, which is really fucking fun.
5: Oh
3: yeah, yeah. Which good is scene. the volleyball <laughs> sequence with this beautiful aerial oh, shot that comes yeah. down, and they hit the ball towards Carrie because mm-hmm. they know she's gonna fuck it up, and she does. They literally say, hit it the Carrie, she'll
5: fuck it up." Yeah. <laughs>
3: and then the and they lose, and and one of her teammates goes, "You're a real bag of shit." Yeah. <laughs>
2: And then the girl who always wears the hat hits her with the hat, <laughs> with the hat. Mm-hmm. and I love that girl. I love that she wears the hat at oh. the prom. Like she's oh, she's so fucking great. And that that's one of those little flirt, stylistic flourish, stylistic flourishes. I'm great. wild about it. Who comes up with the girl <laughs> who always wears the hat? Who's one of the like? Who's one of the popular girls? Uh, well, has, she has she has the girl her own dresses
4: gen- in this uh, one. Yeah. Who wears the most popular person wears glasses?
2: Ah, well, what what, one who's gonna have glass in her eyes later? (laughs) Take her (laughs) fucking eyes. That was great. The glasses the, of the, the eyes versus the Rachel eyes. Blanchard, sure. who I've always yes. loved. She's mm-hmm. Glasses of the eyes into harpooning Zachary Ty Bryan yeah. in the yeah. penis, yeah. and I believe and blasting his penis and balls out the of the
3: back
4: penis
1: of penis into, <laughs> into the pool. <laughs> and showing that that is like,
5: the movie. That's the best movie.
4: thing ever. Like I say, it, yeah. <laughs> it's really like honestly, it's good filmmaking, and I mean that.
5: I mean that, like
4: because like it was just like. So satisfying! It's the most satisfying but kills.
2: That's you a, like a really you. good point about the glasses, because the whole movie you are kind of like thinking, "What? She's <laughs> going to hang out with this girl with glasses? Is this <laughs> that popular <laughs> nerd?" I have learned so. I have learned for years that if you wear glasses, you're a nerd. These are these are yep. these are uh Chekhov's glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you're, absolutely right. you're absolutely
4: right. Yes, they are. And that's it. That's a good rule of cinema now oh, if you're listening. Strange. If you have a cool yeah. character with glasses, glasses something better fucking bad. happen with
2: those yeah, glasses. Yeah, something's gonna happen to those, yeah. those characters' eyes. Yeah. I totally agree. It's, it's, it's true. A lot. I mean, it's yeah. like when, you know, the equivalent of, like, the inhaler. Whenever a character fucking does the inhaler in Act 1 and Act 3, mm-hmm. they're gonna be going like that. Yep. yep. So. Yep. I say that way in a house with three asthmatic kids. But <laughs> I do think that so
3: when we do get to the high school for the first time, you gotta love a high school. Where all the teenagers look like they're in their 30s <laughs> and there's ska music playing. You but- should love that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think that Lovable. there's I I do have some you mentioned this earlier, Becky. I do have some issues with our timeline, which <laughs> is that like she goes to school. Her friend kills herself all in the course of one day, even mm-hmm. though it looks like Lisa wears a different outfit. Um, it, it's it's all just sort of in a weirdly condensed amount of time. Same with the Jesse infatuation. Like, it all happens very, very quickly, but it is what it is. Um, I, I, you know, <laughs> the Basset Hound, Walter, getting hit by the car as a meat cute is a choice.
4: You would but- never see that in these in this day and age
3: no no uh the guitar score deeply melodramatic uh the telekinesis shattering jesse's windshield um which is kind of cool i guess and then later jesse's like oh i wonder why my windshield shattered (laughs) it's like yeah uh, it's a good question
4: through a rock and it's like yeah
5: yeah. Good,
4: good, good reason, writers. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Sorry, a I lazy that's an movie. An asshole right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's also it's funny that you the movie extreme. can withstand it. This okay. movie is built to withstand
4: strict criticism. Sure.
3: You mentioned Scream earlier. There's then that sequence where Rachel's at home and Eric and his friend Mark are attempting to scare her by like calling her up and pretending to be oh, like down a duck or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they. Smack on windows yeah. and scare her, and it goes he, to black but, and white a whole
2: bunch. But he also gets out. First of all, all right, this shit sucked. This, this is the worst part yes. of the movie. Yeah, yes. like there, the whole thing is predicated on the idea that Rachel's going to go like talk Correct. about. Well, she, something. Has a, she has a
4: photograph. That's the thing.
2: Like, come on. So they're going to go. They're going to go give her a lesson scare in her. scaring. Yes. yes, that that doesn't tell it. And then Zachary Ty Bryant actually like comes up with a good idea. I'm going to fucking bust her face in with brass knuckles. Yeah. like crazy. crazy he's gonna crazy. bust her first of all you need brass knuckles second of all you're gonna bust her what are you doing dude so that is a really bad part of the movie it's a really bad part of the movie mm. uh it's <laughs> there's, and this is when we really
3: get into sort of this really gross stuff with the friend as well who's trying to defend his friend against rape charges and then we okay. get into the whole like the lawyer and politics and trying to finagle these kids out of these charges and what have you um then we have we have Sue taking Rachel to the ruins of her original high school, which are still there, still
5: no readily available.
3: The high no one, no cl- one
4: cleaned it up. It's all, just-
2: it's all still burned. It all to out looks where like did in '76. Is
6: they no that? Is that where the twenty-one
2: million dollars went? No I think Weeds
6: so. growing in it. <laughs> it
3: looks. It's, it's, like a, it's like a mausoleum now. It like, looks yeah. like it's got this like.
2: It looks like the Coliseum. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous. I'm like, in what? In it, in it-
4: I just and also it felt like it was a five minute drive away. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, then, like, how did she not know there's like a crazy blown up high school <laughs> five minutes away from her other high school? Yeah, and Why then, of course, there? Like- <laughs> yeah,
3: there should be like a whole bunch of people like doing seances there, yeah. like to try to fucking and bring like, Carrie
2: back. The, yeah. the whole town <laughs> should be like this is only like 20 years later. The whole town should just be, like, destroyed. A generation of children were (laughs) murdered in this town. Mm -hmm. It should just be just flat in this town. Like, and just, yeah.
3: It should be, like, the sweet hereafter. It should be, like, everyone's just, like, fucked up, but they're not. I I would
4: love to see, like, a fun (laughs) coming-of-age dramedy that takes place in this town where Carrie happened, but... This isn't about that. It's about someone who's like trying to start their own ice cream business or whatever. And they learn like the
2: first ice cream business post Carrie.
4: Exactly. Yeah. We can
2: eat ice cream. Would watch. Would yeah want. and I mean, it's would. just like <laughs>
4: you know they're going on a, their first date and in the background we see carrie white this is your fault and then they keep on going <laughs> <laughs> it, like that that to <laughs> me <laughs> like, it's
3: like right. the leftovers but like everyone's fine with it that's a,
4: yeah that's okay i
3: like that pit. Yeah. you should write that carrie
4: it's all your fault yeah. yeah. literally yeah. On,
3: i remember in the original carrie which i watched obviously the other day um there's a janitor scrubbing walls that says like carrie's
2: a bag of Eat. shit or something <laughs> yeah carrie Eats shit. <laughs> Carrie White eats shit <laughs> and he's scrubbing it as she comes to the as gym. To and they did
4: it. It took him a and again, she wasn't in the gym for a week, and it took yeah. him a week. Like, oh no, Carrie, <laughs> like you were just like <laughs>
5: letting kids. <laughs> no, no. Gym with they her were just all over? it was
2: all over the gym. It was everywhere. <laughs> oh, uh, which I brings me it. to which brings me to the analog of this movie when mm. the popular girl, uh oh my God, first yes, of all, I want nice. I, I want to give my I want to give props to yes. a scene that was done perfectly. <laughs> the daytime sad ass football game. Oh, it's the worst. Sparsely attended. <laughs> like it's the sparsely attended football game where people are hanging out on the on the the, the hill. Mm-hmm. That's what football games in high school that is that aren't in Texas actually look like. Really? It, mm-hmm. Oh my okay. god, dude. Like I went to, you know, I'm from New York. Yeah. We had a football team, they were a fairly good football team. They play it on Saturdays like they do everywhere else in the country except for fucking the South. And like no one went. And the people who went kind of messed around and it was a play. I I went to one game and all my friends were on the team. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't be bothered to even go ahead and support my friends. But I know what it looks like because as a kid, you'd go here and there, and it's mostly families, and it's people just like barely paying attention because high school football is slow and no one can complete a pass, and it's awful. So I thought that was really great. But then Jason was intentional. Was a budget thing. Was but it was. Okay. okay it it okay. was. It was but unintentionally lawless. <laughs> and then, uh and then, Jason London's car after he beats the team gets spray painted with "Devils Rule." Devils break your. And first of all, call the other team the Devils. Hilarious. <laughs> devils kick ass. Devils break your car and shit. And then we learn that the girl slashes tires. Slashes tires. Slashes tires so she can give him a ride, and she drops. She was holding onto this the this spray can out the and side of her convertible mm-hmm. up until he's in the car with her. <laughs> she drops it literally as she drives away, and it's she yeah, drives away There are so many ways to get rid of the spray can before <laughs> he wasn't even there.
3: <laughs> Thrown under the car. It's the most mustache twirly stupid thing in this it movie. Was it's hilarious. Phenomenal. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. Um, I want to. I want to highlight my favorite moment. Legitimately, my favorite moment in this movie is a wordless scene that I loved, which is Rachel putting the makeup on the makeup montage before she goes out on the date with Jesse. Right.
4: Yeah. Because she never
3: wears acting. makeup. <laughs> she never wears makeup. She like washes her face a bunch of times. The look on her face of just feeling so completely out of her element. It's mm-hmm. the most human moment in the entire movie. It really is. It's it's beautifully acted. It it speaks volumes about what she's going through and what this teenage girl is grappling with. Um, that she likes this boy, even though Lord knows why. But like, it's just a really, really good moment. You know, Unfortunately, it's, it's then followed. Sorry, go
2: ahead. Oh, you know, she she had to me strong Thora Birch vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when her walking next to me very felt very much to me like the, Thora good. Birch may have elevated this movie just a little bit more. That might have been, you know, cause I I look, I think she was, this this girl was kind of lacking charisma and you know, mm-hmm. wasn't just just wasn't really cut out for for what this role needed. But um yeah. and I, I I think like I think it's the kind of role that if you give it to someone who really isn't, like, an actor. Like, if you gave it, in 1999, like, you gave it like, Anne Hathaway, like, she yeah. would have just eaten the fucking room up oh, and had so run. much yeah. fun with it, you know? Totally. Mm-hmm. totally so, I, I think that there might have been a missed opportunity there to find to find someone and just, I, I just watched Freaky, mm-hmm.
3: Uh, mm-hmm.
2: the Vince Vaughn movie, that the, hey, the actress's name. Named, what's the
3: actress's
4: name?
2: I think it's She's Catherine from, Newton. Yes, yes, that's it. Yes, right. Right. from, from Big Little yeah. Lies. And she's okay. mm-hmm. awesome. And it is now granted things are a little different now. People understand the value of like starting a career with a flashy horror movie, a L- Blumhouse movie. But like, she's yeah. awesome. Like, mm-hmm. there's just, or you know, or fucking Megan Fox in, Je- in in Jennifer's body. There's Not just again. there there is there's room for that kind of performance. Uh, even
3: even, yeah. a, even a, um, oh my God, uh, why am I drawing a total blank on her name right now? From Mank, um, Amanda, oh, Sons- Amanda Seyfried, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that would have, I mean, some, somebody, I mean, the yep. reality here is you got a $21 million budget. You could have thrown sure. that around a little bit. You could have got a name in this thing mm-hmm. or at least someone who was burgeoning.
2: Mm-hmm. She's, she's probably, you know, a little, little past high school at this point and can't be mentioned on podcasts anymore i think but uh rose mcgowan oh. like this is a rose oh, yeah. mcgowan role, oh yeah you know 100 like a hundred percent yes yes mm-hmm. uh, and she I, it, any
3: it of the interesting leads she, in jawbreaker you could have put well, it yes. in.
2: Yeah. she did it's funny because she did jawbreaker and i think this would have been cooler because I, you know because then she was in planet Ho- planet terror mm-hmm. where she also you know it was a little more grounded despite having a gun for a leg. And it was a little more grounded. And um, I think she would have killed it too. And I think that like, yes, I think there are just a ton of people who would have uh, killed it. And it does make me feel like, because one of the notes I wrote down is, is this a quote unquote real movie? And not on, not on a snarky thing, like more like, okay. a, like, a did they set out to make a good movie? Or did like kind of a fun movie just kind of happen?
3: Right. Yeah, like this is one of those thing. You know, it feels very cash. It. I mean, listen, we, we we've talked about this a little bit, Kenny, on previous episodes, but you know, MGM is in a is in a tricky spot in '99. You know, always they, has they, been perhaps always has been, but, you know, they got this, that Thomas Crown Fair was a a pretty big hit for them. They had Stigmata, which was also a big hit for them, but they've also got The Mod Squad, which came out earlier in 99. They've got this, you know, they've got some stinkers mixed in there. And I think that they thought they had a property, a piece of IP that they could run with, with this film. And, you know, it's, it's a bummer because to your point, Kenny, and I don't mean to, to denigrate the lead actress. I think she's, she's, fine she's fine. just not what it needed and mm-hmm. if it had been one of those like really you're not going to get sissy's basic but something electrifying and something a little bit that you're just like i need to pay attention to this mm-hmm. i think this movie could have been at the very least profitable
2: yes <laughs> so i think yeah.
3: that you know so all that being said um at this point we have you know, pr- the, maybe the worst is, scene but yeah
2: it's it, you know another crazy fucking pitch is anna Ferris because like what 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 i love about Anna Faris, mm-hmm is Anna Faris was smart enough to recognize like Cindy Campbell, the character in, in, in Scary Movie was more than just a spoof lead and she was able to show so many, you know, different shades of herself and it really launched like a very, very successful mm-hmm. now like 20 plus year career. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have recognized that in this role, that even if it's bad, you are going to have your sissy space moment that you can just destroy at the mm-hmm. end. So it's
3: you know who also might have been interesting is Lily Sobieski. um,
2: Oh, would have killed it. Yeah, great, great casting.
3: Like that's one of those things. You're like she could have absolutely nailed this, Um, and it would have been at a time when you know she could have been above the title and all that. And your your
2: girl Sarah Polly would have murdered it too. Oh, I mean, she she
3: would
4: have been been good.
3: She would have been just unreal. But that's I mean, she would never. Well, she did do Dawn of the Dead. Um, You do have. Now a slow motion sex scene To the cheesiest music you've ever Fucking heard at this point in the film um, Where we're supposed to believe That these two are falling deeply in love with each other Um, Now we have Perhaps the biggest leap this movie takes One of Mm -hmm. the biggest leaps Which is Sue manages to sneak Barbara (laughs) out of the institution Wait you thought that was the
4: worst scene?
3: (laughs) That was good No 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 I thought the sex scene was the worst scene. Oh, I think good, this good, good. scene is the best scene. Jay, this is Jay, the scene where you're like, Jayce what
2: Cameron can move. Yeah.
3: She, she, She's like, she was a, like a rodent out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Um, I don't know why Sue thinks this is a good idea. I don't know what she thinks is going to happen when the mom sees. I mean, all of it's tell her it's idea.
2: genetic. So what?
3: <laughs> it's all bad. Uh, then we have <laughs> Kenny's favorite football <laughs> game.
2: But, but yeah. Becky, you said this: the institute, the 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 fact that there is an institution institute that studies it at Princeton was actually the funniest line of the movie. <laughs> there is a telekinesis, and they 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 study the trait, the recessive gene mm-hmm. that you can get at Princeton, and you can get help.
4: Yeah, yeah. And like, what is how? Like, what? I Like, that's what's that look like? Too. It's just like I'm gonna start the first therapy for, <laughs> for telekinesis.
3: It's like <laughs> the beginning of Ghostbusters in. when they're when he's zapping him. Like, that's what his yeah. what his fucking. Yeah. Thing is. Uh, um, so there's also you. We we forgot to mention something after the football game, which made me so cringe. Was Rachel congratulating Jesse after he oh, that wins? Was so weird. It was so weird, and she's like pointing at him, and he's. Pointing at her, and I'm like, "What is this?" And what she just walks on the on? field alone. Oh, no.
4: Yeah,
3: it's all just okay. awful. Um, the party sucks. It's too brightly shot. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> cheap production values. Like, it's really fucking bad. But like, it mm-hmm. works because once the shit hits the fan, then like all bets are off, and they can have fun with it. But mm-hmm. the beginning of it just really kind of looks like shit. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we, we've I talked don't. about we've talked about all the other shit. Essentially, um, I'd say that the only thing that's worth maybe uh talking about a little bit more is the so everyone dies. she basically kills everybody and then she's left pinned into <laughs> a balcony Wait, i have a question uh, about
4: that she can literally move anything and she couldn't can't, move a balcony can't off move
3: that. too heavy too big too heavy can't do it too big too heavy <laughs> yep
2: she okay She's just, she literally could move a car they really
4: should have you have to work car. up to it you have to work <laughs> up princess.
2: to it he's just like oh uh, you think she could move the earth becky she think she could move the moon Amy, okay, i do wish
4: could she move her is a
3: limit <laughs> i do it by the way to your point she with by telekinesis launches jason london yes launches him into the pool a good like mm-hmm. 200 feet away so yeah, she he probably weighs about as much as that thing that's on top of her yeah i do wish that jesse did ask hey couldn't you just move this like i do <laughs> wish that he had asked or something mm-hmm. but then he kind of they have a moment where she says she loves him and he needs to leave in order to save himself and mm-hmm. that she's gonna i don't know Chooses to die in this situation. I don't completely understand. He then catches on fire a little bit.
0: His hand. And that's yeah.
3: when she throws him into the pool. Yeah. It turns, it
2: turns a little Freddy <laughs> Krueger.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and then we jump to the uh, one year later in the year 2000. Jesse's now studying at King's University. He's got <laughs> Rachel's dog, Walter.
2: Um, And he, he actually got it for King's. I'm so impressed. <laughs> He didn't Maybe. go to Princeton, though. I'm surprised he wasn't studying in the, I know. In the telekinesis ward. <laughs> telekinesis
3: um, so then he has a vision of Rachel, and she shows up. They have this really, you know, touching kiss or whatever. She looks like a doily. She's dressed up in some fucking weird kind of heavenly outfit or whatever. They kiss, and then she, like, turns into stone or something and, and shatter. Yeah. Shit jump scare, guys. Yeah, that was a Really? Big,
4: that, that jump scared me, too. I will
2: say that Shit yeah. jump scare. <laughs>
4: yeah, very cool. cool. I, yeah, it
2: was exciting. It was awesome. <laughs> well, here's
4: what it was. Here what it, here's what it was. It was like wah, and then it
2: was
4: wait. Yeah, <laughs>
2: like, yeah. that's what it was. I loved it. <laughs> I lo- I loved that ending. That was fun for me. Uh, yeah, uh, and then uh, panically oh, he wakes and sees a vision. Oh, yeah. and, you Are yeah. we know, supposed to believe in Carrie one that somehow her trait, her recessive yeah. gene, sunk the entire house into hell? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, what do you want to do Phil? You want to Yeah, let's rate this thing. You, you want to rate this thing? You want to rate yeah, this faster? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, let's
3: let's rate this. Um uh, so <laughs> um before this podcast, I don't know if you know uh, how our ratings go, but basically mm-hmm. we rate every film from 0 to 99, 0 being the worst, 99 being the highest, 50% being the threshold with which you would recommend this film to somebody else. Okay. We we do a rating before the podcast mm-hmm. and a rating after the podcast um, to see whether or not this conversation had altered your opinion in any way. This mm-hmm. has altered my opinion. I mm-hmm. came into this podcast, this film was at a 20 for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I was I was not a fan. Whoa okay what? like i really I, was like i'm
2: actually, I'm actually surprised
3: which is why when you started talking earlier i was like he's gonna turn me around on this thing because i think i was <laughs> just like again i watched and i was like like this movie's taking for fucking ever to get there and then like the last 20 minutes were awesome but i was like was the, the first fucking like you know hour and whatever worth it um and then like we started talking about it and i did start thinking about like putting it next to the original carry and obviously it doesn't hold a candle to that but like It's doing some stuff. Like, this movie is not completely devoid of anything. So I've gone up to a 40. I can't recommend this movie. I'm not going to say to someone, watch Carrie 2. Sorry, my apologies. The Rage Carrie 2. I would not recommend it to somebody to watch. But it's better than I came into it thinking it is. So I'm at a 40. What about you, Kenny?
2: Uh, Never saw this before. Uh, Before this podcast, uh, I had it at a 61. Which is pretty good. I like yes. this film. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what? Like wow. this is I think this is the first film we've done which is wild. We've done thousands. A lot. Um first. I think this is the first film we've done that actually scratches that so bad it's good itch. That people are always like they always are searching for. And like quote unquote so bad it's good movies are good. Like, let me put that out there. Sure, yeah. So bad is because we've seen so many movies that are so bad, they're bad and just bad, 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 bad. Mm -hmm. But, like, so bad it's good movie. So bad they're good movies generally have to work in a way that works with you Mm -hmm. instead of against you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like, all the things we're joking about and making fun of, like, those aren't, like, mortal sins. Those are... Fun, goofy, weird decisions that were made instead of like things they they forgot to do and mm-hmm. and like fun, silly, absurd things that like just like were fun to goof about. Yep. So I, I am not going to go much higher. Like don't get me wrong, this movie like kind of stinks, but it was it's a fun flick. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a sixty three. Like wow. I would I would I, I'm never gonna watch it again. Because life's too short. Right. But like if this was the nineties, I would.
3: <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna amend my my recommendation line here. I'm gonna say to someone if that person has watched the original Carrie and they wanna watch this film as a companion piece to the original Carrie, I would say go for it. But I would not say in a vacuum to watch the Rage Carry 2 and say, like, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a good time, I think that – I think it's, it's interesting as a, as a mirror to the original film. You know what? And it's so – you know
2: so, you what? Know, it's so much better than, like, for instance, Sigmata, which is like
0: –
2: is not great. Which just sits there, like, like molding spaghetti and meatballs the whole movie. <laughs> But this <laughs> that, is like, but that this, movie.
3: This, can I just say what Sigmata has going for it that this movie doesn't? What it does have a visual style. I, I'm not like I'm not into it. It, it has a visual got a style. style.
2: I hate, but it has a visual style. And it's a visual style that age, that is aged very poorly, terribly, terrible. But uh, yes, yeah. they they definitely tried, and they have you know great actors at the the, the center. Becky, what's it,
3: what do what do you six. think? What's your what's your what's your what's your rating on uh, the okay. Rage Carry Two?
4: I think I would rate it at a seventy. Um nice. but here's the thing. Yeah. I would not recommend it to anyone younger than us who hasn't sure. seen Carrie. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like I just feel like people like our peer group and older are the ones who will appreciate it.
3: Yep. Yep. I agree with that.
4: No one else <laughs> sticking by my 70. <laughs>
3: I that think is a good grade. Amazing. I think it's great that you guys loved this film as much as you did. <laughs> we did. Well, I know. I, I like God. it.
2: It's good. <laughs> well, I'm so sensing maybe, that. Next time you watch it's... Spray Cherry 2, <laughs> mm-hmm. watch The General's Daughter right after. Uh, and 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 your your grade will go up 20 20 points i bet that's true i don't doubt that. what are we doing next week
3: we are doing the general's daughter next week
2: general's daughter can
3: you believe that i know what a coincidence uh we have jordan and i'm definitely going to butcher her name but i'm going to try i think it's Crutchiola. i could be wrong um she's a writer she's written for wired vulture um she's awesome uh we love her on twitter she's a
2: frequent Drafter on screen drafts.
3: She is a frequent drafter on screen drafts. She's going to come on to talk about the John Travolta movie that was a hit because it was sort of in that corridor where John Travolta could kind of do no wrong. It seemed it's true. That's true. Um, uh, it is directed by Simon West of Con yep. Air fame. The uh, great Simon West. It's it is written by the great William Goldman. Yep.
2: Um, and the actually, uh, great you know, William Goldman.
3: I'm excited to, I'm excited. I think we, we should probably do our top five Travoltas, right? I don't think we've done our top five Travoltas, have we?
2: I would love to do a top five Travoltas.
3: Probably do our top five Travoltas. Um, I know that Jordan's very excited to come on and talk about Madeline Stowe. And let's be honest, who doesn't want to talk about Madeline Stowe? She's great. She's awesome. Um, so, yeah, General's Daughter, uh, next week. Get excited. Becky, thank you so much for coming on to talk about the Rage Carry 2 with us. Oh, my
4: God. This was a dream. So delightful. <laughs> I can't tell you how much fun this was. <laughs>
3: Jackie, you have
2: a, and now you have a better sense of what I'm into. So please choose my mm-hmm. $5 or less uh, paperback accordingly.
4: Absolutely. yeah, yeah. cannot
2: I'm wait excited. to listen to the episode when Kenny comes on yeah.
3: your podcast. I also hope that you'll come on our 1989 Patreon, perhaps. I'll send you uh, the list of what our 89 movies are and, and see if there's anything on there that you might want to come on for. Um, for but yep. <laughs> But honestly, Kenny talking about whatever piece of uh, romance literature uh, you sent his way is going to be at the highlight of whenever that gets to hear my okay, uh, yeah. in my ear holes. Uh, <laughs> <great>. <laughs> You're welcome um, anytime. Thank
4: anytime. you so,
3: so much, Becky. We really, thank you, really, appreciate it. thank you, Becky. Okay. Uh, Simon <laughs> West really hasn't made good movies. Bye. <laughs> Bye guys. Also, please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcastlikeits. We're also on Twitter at podcastlikeits. We're also on Instagram at podcastlikeits. Thank you to Ernie and Will for producing our episodes, Sullivan for our social media, Yonkatas for our artwork and theme songs, and most of all, thank you all for listening.